0: lapidat and today uh it's gonna be paul maren sitting in um and paul we we refresh off the super bowl yeah which one of the most boring games
1: i think i've ever watched but let
0: me just say something about this super bowl at least okay. um the most low the record for the least amount of points in the super bowl that's not a great stat however give it this in for a majority I, I was just in and out. I'm not a big Super Bowl guy. I'm not a big NFL guy. It was three and three, and at the very least, anybody could have won until the end.
1: Oh yeah, if you like back and forth defensive games where it's just two teams, you know, obviously going back and forth, reading each other play for play, blah blah blah, like it, it, entertaining. It if was you loved, if you love defensive games, and quite frankly, I don't know who the fuck loves defensive it, games.
0: But let's, well, let's face put, it. Put it this way: What would you rather see? That type of game where at least it's tied right until the end. Anyone could win. Or total blowout. The other team's never in it. It was never in doubt and the game's over. Okay, and they fair, fair enough. I would rather see the back and forth tie. At least you don't know. At least you're, if you're a fan of either, unless, you're like, holy fuck.
1: We could still do it. I was, was going to say, unless I'm a big fan of the team that's blowing out the other team. In which case,
0: bring it on. But that's... You, in terms of the the, the casual... You, you lost them. Yeah. But in terms of like a fan who's like, well, let's see. Like if you got any, I'm not a fan of either, but for fun, I'll throw a little money on one team. You really don't know. If you throw a little money on a team trying to bring yourself into it and you're like, okay, well, we already knew who was winning 10 minutes. Oh, ahead. yeah. If you're like one of my friends
1: who was in Vegas for the game and, you know, betting heavily on the game. Oh, dude, I it'd be, yeah, it'd be amazing. To sit there for the entire game and just be like biting nails. Yeah. Worry about are you going to win? Knuckling. Are you going to lose? Yeah. Yeah. Am I getting out of here live yeah. Am I losing my kneecap? I can basically guarantee that he was probably drunk off his ass by the end of the game because of this. Oh, we're Anyways. talking about something for real. I, I thought I thought this was a
0: hypothetical. Oh no,
1: I'm talking about. Some, are you dropping I, Are you dropping I, names now, sir? I am not. Okay, but I have friends who were in Vegas for the game, and I can't wait to hear their stories about when they come back, just bet, how they
0: were dealing with the party. I bet, sir. Um, so you shot me a text, and you said, "There's talk." that uh, this team might be the biggest French dynasty in NFL, and some people went as far as sports dynasty.
1: Yeah, I think it's at this point, it's got to be a discussion that, I mean, I know, as you said, I sent you the text asking greatest dynasty ever, which kind of spawned... A well, you vibe. said it yourself.
0: I thought you were read an article asking that. Oh, well, I've heard.
1: There's been lots of articles okay. about it already, which, I mean, again, how can there not be with the fact that Brady and Belichick now record sixth... Championship as a, uh, as a coach, quarterback, sort of.
0: It's a hell of a team.
1: It's, and, 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 and it's been a hell of a run that they put together. In six in how many years? Do you know? Uh, since 2001.
0: 2001? They've been together. So six in 18 years. Yeah. That's a dynasty stretching... That's good. It's, hey, hey. Like, I'm not saying... Time,
1: and this is part of the whole discussion of Dynasty, so for me as well. And I know we've kind of gone back and forth. Because that's not with, the same team. But it's the same core the entire time. Being two guys. It's being two guys. Which just goes to show that with these two guys, they've, yeah. always, they've always had winning records since Brady's taken over. They've always been in the playoff picture. They've always been relevant.
0: So, so here it is. So here it is. That, that, you know what? This is, this, is, this, is where the, this is why we're here today. Yes. Let's first off have a discussion on the greatest dynasties in sports history. All sport. And we're going to work on this criteria because already the criteria is getting called into question. And we're also going to bring this back to powerlifting. And some people might be surprised on some of the dynasties we've, we've experienced in powerlifting. And you also might be surprised, uh, just if you're listening to this, and it's a sports, we are a sports podcast, and I know it's powerlifting specific, but you'll be interested in some of the dynasties that have taken place in sports history all over the world in all these different sports. Some of them are pretty interesting win streaks. And when we talk about dynasty, let's lay it out right now. We're not yeah. talking goat, it could be. You might be the goat, uh, if it's an individual sport, and we're gonna do, you can be a dynasty, can be a dynasty if it's an individual sport. I 100% agree, like. But you can, you can be the goat. The goat but you and can, a dynasty can be the same thing. And it can also not be. Correct. There are people who had, for five years, nobody touched them, and nobody ever will. But there's been someone else who had, during a different era, ten years straight. But their numbers, they weren't far ahead in a way like this, but they were longer, and that is the longer dynasty in the number one dynasty. Do not lose sight of that, because it's important okay and you're going to see when we get to certain sports you're like oh really I would have said this person we're not saying the greatest we're saying dynasty check yep. yourself all right all right so let's set the criteria so the, so that's so i'm just saying the criteria is um if it's going to be individual fine you you can chart out a di- uh, an individual sport you could chart out a dynasty and it's not goat debate it's how many world world Let's not do by nation, for fuck's sake. We'll be here all day. Yeah. No. How many world <laughs> world titles do you have? And um, and if it's going to be franchise, let's not talk over the last 100 years the Montreal Canadiens have won. Let's do specific teams. It's, it's got to
1: be specific teams. It's got to yeah, be specific your core,
0: core groups. Core groups, at least. It's not going to be the same team every because season. Because otherwise you're going to
1: run into teams like, let's take if we're going to go to sports right away let's take the Yankees for example the Yankees have had multiple dynasties right so you have to choose a core team so you have to choose exactly a core group that yeah. stayed together supporting team
0: around it be damned who the fuck cares yeah the core team but a core group of players that made up and that's that why we're going that's why we're going to allow your boys um, in terms of 2001 to 19 there's a couple guys in there yeah so how about i go first because i think i got more because I'm going the individual route. Yeah. So let's right off the bat, let's smash some low-hanging fruit. Um, let's, let's do a close, close cousin of powerlifting would be bodybuilding. Um, and we have Lee Haney and Ronnie Coleman, both winning eight Mr. Olympias. And our Lord and Savior himself, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right behind at seven, tied with Phil Heath. And there you go. There's four dynasties. Four different, um,
1: and nobody can dispute them.
0: And nobody can dispute them. It is what it is. They're all different areas of, body,
1: eras of bodybuilding.
0: Yeah. But each, they, all, each man, they
1: all went up against some crazily each, great competitors. Each man
0: in his era was utterly dominant. And that is a dynasty. So there's some low-hanging fruit we already know about. And uh, let's hear what else you got.
1: So, if we're going to talk about other low-hanging fruit, I think, and again, not to belittle or anything, but one of the dynasties I want to talk about is, weirdly enough, golf. Golf has had two dynasties, in my opinion, that are just so far and above anything else you can think of, and that's Jack Nicholson and Tiger Woods.
0: Now, everybody who's, who's alive in this era knows Tiger Woods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, has he caught up the Jack Nicholson numbers wise?
1: Uh, they're right there. I think I believe Jack Nicholson has more major wins total. So we're talking about you know like the players' championships, etc. Um, whereas Tiger Woods
0: has more individual wins hmm. at this point. But Tiger, but Tiger's in his forties now, and he's had some injuries. He has, but he's starting to
1: make a comeback again. He's making noise on the tour again, which is yeah. pretty interesting to see. And as a golfer, I love seeing it personally.
0: So who are you leaning towards yourself? To me,
1: I mean, you still got to go with Jack Nicholson. At the end of the day, he still has, I think, a few more tour wins in total than Tiger does. Um, Tiger's got, obviously, arguably, I would say, harder competition to go up against during that period of time. The game of golf has advanced so much. And I think Tiger, in ways, has done more for golf than Jack ever did. Which is saying something, because I'm a huge Jack Nicholson fan. Mm-hmm. Or Nicholas, sorry, not Nicholson, but him too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But Jack's still got the most major wins. He's still two ahead. He's still the one that's being chased by Tiger, so to me, you've got to go Jack's dynasty is better than Tiger at this point.
0: Yeah, but you are you readily are you gonna admit that more than likely um Tiger's gonna when he calls a close to his career, he's gonna take I think the most when spot. he calls
1: a close to his career and you compare one to one, people are gonna say Tiger was the more dominant in his dynasty just based on the people that he had to go up against based on his impact and what he did for golf at that period of time and based on the fact that at that period of time as well he has been so dominant that you could break it down his wins over let's just say a state like let's take his wins in the state of phoenix and he's won more tournaments in phoenix than most any active pro tour player right now has won in their career Hmm. Okay. Well, that's a dynasty. That, and that, to me, is just
0: a mind-blowing stat. Okay. That's a dynasty. So let me... Let, let me we'll so go let's tip, see. What do you got next? Tip for tat, let me hop over to boxing if we're going to do a little individual. So we're doing individuals right now. We're going to get into some... I got some good teams, too. Let's go over to boxing. Now, everybody talks about Floyd Mayweather, and um, I feel like people in boxing and people in general have a very short memory. And all they know is Floyd Mayweather, just because he's from our era. Yes. Well, he's 50 and 0. 50 and o. he beat Rocky Margianos 49 and 0. That's gotta be Dynasty. Hasn't lost a fight in fifty fights. Let me take you back. To the nineteen thirties and to the nineteen forties, Joe Lewis was the heavyweight champion of the world which is a very tough division to rule over because one slip for one second and you get hit by one of these guys and you lose your title. Joe Lewis was the heavyweight champion of the world for 12 years straight, 25 successful defenses which is the most successful defenses in any weight class. And over 12 years, literally people were children when he won the title and were full-grown adults when he lost it. And when he lost it, it should be said he retired undefeated and said, I'm done, take the title. Now he would end up coming back years later because he was broke, sad story, whatever the shit. But in terms of boxing dynasty, yeah. there was, people literally grew up, over a decade, there was over, there was only one guy at the top, ever. There was, the president came and went, different people come and go, different eras and there was Joe Lewis, and that remained. Now, so for
1: me, I would say that definitely qualifies as a dynasty. Now, When, you, when you've got people that are coming into the sport, retiring, and then coming back- People have full careers, rivalry, like, and you were the careers, champ
0: the whole time. And you're still the champ the whole time. And let me tell you something, on the way up, before he was champ, he was destroying people. Like former champions who just had lost a title six months before, a year before, He, these are the guys you fight on the way to the current champ. And, and the current champ, when he fought them, I'd win one you'd lose one whatever he was destroying people he was he was a phenom and then took the title and kept it for 12 years straight 25 guys you throw him 25 guys knocked down it was just insane it was um, yeah by far the most dominant heavyweight champion again People say, I think Muhammad Ali is better head-to-head. Muhammad Ali would probably beat him. Muhammad Ali's quality of opposition was probably better. Yeah, Muhammad Ali is probably the GOAT heavyweight. We're not talking the GOAT. We're talking dynasty. We're talking length of reign. It's Joe Lewis.
1: And there was gonna be my question is because as an outsider who is only, you know, semi-familiar with boxing, who only follows it fairly loosely, I would
0: have originally thought you would have picked Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali- Given the quality of competition and who he beat. Um, if you're talking about goat, it's Muhammad Ali. If you're talking about head-to-head competition, Ali probably beats um, more. Go- like Ali's going to come out if all the heavyweight champions of the world ever were fought. Ali's going to come out with the best record. He'll lose a couple here and there. All of them will. He's going to come out with the best record. He's going to figure out most guys. You're going to bet nine times out of ten for your money on Ali. That's just the way it was. Him, Ali in the '60s, probably could beat anybody who ever lived. Period. Any size. It is what it is, including Joe Lewis. God bless. But in terms of consistency and just running through guys, that's a hell of a dynasty. Now, let me also draw your attention one more time. There's one other boxer I want to talk about besides Joe Lewis. Let me just take him down. Sugar Ray Robinson is the greatest pound-for-pound boxer of all time. Floyd Mayweather currently, no, not even currently, five years ago, was the, greatest, uh, was the best pound-for-pound boxer in the world at the time. Sugar Ray Robinson is the greatest of all time. Sugar Ray Leonard took his, his namesake, but he asked permission to. Sugar Ray Robinson, let me just throw some stats. Some people, he fought in the, in the 40s and 50s and 60s. Some people like, who the fuck is Sugar Ray Robinson? My friend, let me tell you. So when you're talking about um, titles, he, five-time middleweight champion, uh, welterweight champion, Um, And this was at a time when there wasn't a million different weight classes in boxing. But on top of that, when people say, well, did you hear about um, the 50, 50 fights in a row that Floyd Mayweather won? That's cute. Sugar Robinson in his prime, 91 fight win streak. 91 fight win streak. And in his first, at one point, he was 128 wins, one loss, two draws. Let me repeat myself. One second, one second, one second, one second. And we're talking world championship level. 128 and one loss and two draws. And let me say something. That one loss was to Jake LaMotta and Sugar Ray beat him five times in return to that one loss. So we had, he had fought, which over hundred thirty times, and he had one bad night, one bad. And people say, "Was it only a bad night?" Yes, fucko, because he beat him five other times he they has, fought.
1: He came back so vindictively that he had to beat him well, five times no, just to make here, sure that. No, it was,
0: here's here, here it is though. He beat him before and he beat him after. He had one bad night in a hundred. Here's so. Floyd Mayweather, God bless, yes, he's a great fighter. But when you fight 50 times, you're kind of picking and choosing. I'll fight a couple times a year over the stretch of this many times, and I'm staying in the pocket, so to speak. Sugar Ray, line him up. Who's next week? He fought with a reckless abandon, couldn't give a fuck less, took on all comers. How many times did he fight injured? When you're tempting your your beautiful record like that, when you're tempting fate like that, to have 128, one loss and two draws, in like 84 KOs and and the one loss, you would beat the guy five times back. That's the dynasty. So when people from this era, well, who can you argue 50 and up? I I I it's dumbfounding. It's like it's not even close to what Sugar Ray did. It's 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 stupid. It's it's uh, you have absolutely no yeah, knowledge no, I, of history I, of boxing. I find this completely mind blowing. It kills me. But it's only because. Um, boxing now, boxing historians will automatically say Sugar Ray, eh? but people now in general aren't, boxing is as big as more MMA. So if a guy like Floyd Mayweather wants to say, I'm the greatest, I'm 50-0, no one else has gone 50-0 and, and I'm going to retire like that. You can convince people now who aren't going to look back in the 40s and 50s. And if you want to talk about quality of opposition, well, aren't athletes better now? Boxing was so much bigger than no joke stats wise five times more registered boxers at that point in time than now because now how many people do you know are in in their 20s and teens box at that point every street corner in new york every street corner everywhere all over the world everybody boxed the amount the talent pool that they had back then now a fraction, yeah, and the,
1: fraction. Strength, the strength, and conditioning may not be what it is nowadays with modern. But the science, t- it's a talent but it pool you got overcome.
0: It's a talent. We know you we can't argue. One hundred and twenty-eight wins. Listen, listen. If you know anything from powerlifting, since the talent pool has exploded every year exponentially, we almost double in size for a few years there. Look what's happened to the world records. Talent pool is everything. Oh yeah, we, we're training yeah. better, but our training knowledge and training hasn't jumped from year to year like from one year to next that good it's the talent pool it's just guys are freaks are coming out now so you know that to, and when it comes to fighting it's it's heart and it's a whole different level of grit yeah. we see guys in the nfl kicked down the nfl uh, spousal abuse go into ufc And like, whoa, this is an A-class athlete. Wait till the UFC guys have to deal with an A-class athlete. NFL, they're freaks. Hops in there and he looks like a fucking tool because fighting's a different, it's a different animal. It's not just strength, recognition, whatever. So anyways, the point is he actually fought in the golden era of boxing. So he has all, all boxes checked. So anyways, Sugar Robinson, yes, pound for pound, he's greater than Ali and I'm the biggest Ali fan you're gonna meet, but stats are stats. And it is what it is. Again, it's pretty hard to... He he might be one of the greatest dynasties, period. The only thing to go against it is what's beautiful about team sports, which makes it more magical, is because it'll take, usually, more than one guy. And so you actually get something special when the the planets align and a cluster of these guys
1: form. Not to mention, especially with team sports, the other thing that makes it special is it's so hard to keep a team, a core of a team, in check where nobody goes off, takes chase of the payday or whatever
0: with another contract. Let me, before we get into some teams, and, and that's, we're, we're kind of lining up a segue here. Yep. Let me just do another one. Okay,
1: okay what, boxing. Else? what else you got? Let,
0: let me do one more. So, boxing is one of the oldest sports, one of the most respected sports. This isn't a fucking sport that just came out of nowhere. So, we're talking dynasties, respect it. Alexander Car- Carlin who's from Russia, and I'm probably butchering his name, but that's the English pronunciation, is a wrestler from Russia. And his record, and I quote, and you liked 128 in one, this guy's record, and I quote, 887 wins, two losses.
1: What a scrub.
0: 887 wins and two losses. Let's take a look at this, man. In terms of wins overall, um, gold medals in terms of world championships, nine golds, three Olympics. Keep in mind, they're stretched out over four years. If we're talking about dynasties, over the stretch of four years, three different Olympics, like four years in between. Yeah, you're
1: talking about 12-year period.
0: 12-year period, nine world championships, two World Cups. Uh, There's literally, it was him on top. He went for, I think he went through a record streak where it was like, Years nobody had scored a single point on him. If you want to talk about dominance, it was it was like the gold was his. Are you coming in silver? Are You coming in bronze? what are you going? What are you shooting for? And if you want to be a funny guy, like, I think I'm going to do it this year. And you're a funny guy, but you're also an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> You're also an asshole. Not even your mother's betting money on this. You got better luck hopping in the ring against Sugar Ray Robinson, and we already went through how much of a joke that would be to get tuned up. Both of these individuals, in terms of overall sport, um, individual sport, I think it's, it's absolutely ridiculous what those two men have done. Now let's back it up one sec because I'm going gonna roll here and I'm fucking... I was going to say, you're getting all fired up by this I'm now. getting all fired. I'm getting all types of fired this up because people should know. People should know greatness at this level. Uh, boxing and wrestling isn't exactly fringe sports. And it, it kills me when I hear some shit no, like... as you said, they're Floyd, two, they're two Floyd, world's oldest sports. I think Floyd Mayweather might be the greatest of all... People say he might people. Well, people from these days who, 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 who don't know how to Google. So anyways, here's another one I just want to throw out there. Um, in terms of Olympic sports... Judo, uh, it's a grappling art, you know, throws and submissions and and a little bit of wrestling in there. You can also win from pins. And um, judo is obviously originated from Japan. And for the longest time, the Japanese just fucking run it. The Japanese team was uh, smashing people. And every time an Olympics rolled around, it was like for a while there... Not now, but while they're Canada in hockey and then in Russia, now it's far more competitive. But it was just those guys smashing other, other teams. America started catching up in the 80s. Miracle All Nice happened. Yep. Um, but for a while there, it was like Japan. Now, uh, black dude from France, not exactly who you think when you think about Judo, uh, a, ja- a Japanese art, a guy named Teddy Reiner. Six foot eight, 310 pound beast. And you'll appreciate this, my powerlifting <laughs> friends. Bench presses in the 500s. Absolutely like a genetic freak. And he first won a world title, I believe he was 18, and has since won 10 world championships, beginning when he's a teenager. And one of the years he won a silver, and one of the years he won a bronze. He's also won, in this span, two gold medals and one bronze, and the guy's 29. He's in his 20s. And the, and when you when you're like heavyweights like anything he's gonna fight right into his 30s and still win. Yeah, dominant, beyond belief. I believe I want to take a quick look um, in terms of some of the records. And
1: God bless anybody that goes up against a six foot eight, three hundred pound guy when it comes to a grappling sport. Oh, it's,
0: it's, yeah, exactly. It's,
1: that's, that's like trying to grapple grapple with a bear.
0: So he's he's got 144 wins in a row uh, to date. And um, and so basically, again, we're we're talking, what like, and, and when I say 144, no longer does he fight on local, regional, whatever the fuck. He only he's a big game hunter. He will only show up at worlds and international levels. In 144 wins in a row, like like a decade of dominance. Send me your best, and I can't be fucking beaten. And and some and it's as easily as that. And guys just get and the problem when the guy is um, he doesn't he's not a power lifter. He, doesn't, he talks about, I do a little weightlifting, do a little just to stay strong. But yeah, I'll probably do it maybe twice a week, maybe, because he's got to train on fighting. It's yeah. grappling. Anyone knows anything about grappling? Highly technical in terms of takedowns, holds, and all the different submissions you can have. The guy's benching into the 500s. I mean, he's it's, it's, it's a ridiculous freak athlete and 144 wins in a row. And the guy's like literally on an unbeaten streak that we might be talking about him. So here are some freakish. Uh, win streaks and um, let me just take a look in here off the top of my dome while I'm on a I'm on a fucking roll here Um, because I seem to be rocking and rolling with some of these being uh, fighting sports let me just do one more here for fighting sports okay there's a couple of traditional so those are so wrestling boxing as fucking old school as you get Olympic sports, everyone knows them. Judo, everyone knows it. Olympic sport as well. I'll take you into like tennis and a couple of those after you go, because I don't want to just run this. But before we leave the combat sports, another sport, not in the Olympics, but everybody knows would be sumo wrestling. Okay? Give me a second. Give me we, a second. We both went very
1: different directions when we started looking for dynasties. Hey, 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 hey. I bring
0: it. But they're interesting facts. I and, love finding guys... And
1: this better be Randy Cook.
0: <laughs> I love finding guys that when you hear, you're like, how the shit is this even possible? And these aren't like fringe sports though, which I think powerlifters would appreciate. These, these sports are like more than 10 times bigger than powerlifting. And you know how hard it is to win twice in a row powerlifting. With a guy like Brett Gibbs who's phenomenal... He's got battles, and he'll win one year, and it could drop another. So picture, you could appreciate the dominance these fellas have when it's just like, it's unfathomable records here. So anyways, again, a Japanese sport, and for the longest time, Japan was running it, and then the Mongolian invasion happened. And in the Mongolians, we have, I'm definitely going to butcher this name, yeah, good luck with Hakuho this. Sho, who's been the Yoku, who's six foot four. 350 pound monster. Okay, now let me take a look at some of his wins here because he became Yokozuna in 2007 and is still the Yokozuna today in 2019. The wrestler from WWF? So he's, all right, funny guy. So he, to this day, 2007 to 2019, um, longest reign Yokozuna, smashing guys. But in terms of um, most career wins, 1,095 career wins in terms of top division. You might ask, how many of these, because there's divisions, how many of these are in the top division, meaning only the highest-ranking wrestlers get to wrestle him? And his wins, 1,100 wins in top division. If that ain't dominance, and this these uh, are also records. Nobody's ever done this. Um, most wins is Yokozuna, 807. Most wins in the calendar year in terms of uh, is 86. Most consecutive wins in the top division or sorry, championships, 13, so we just, like, year after year after year after year, it's me, it's me, it's me, over a decade, over a dozen years. It's him, and there's nobody else, and it's not even close. And let me tell you something, you think in fucking Japan they're appreciating this? They absolutely take pride. It's who outside of Japan yeah. is growing up? I want to be a Yokozuna champion, and the Mongolians came over. And the funny thing is, before him, it was another Mongolian who was smashing records. So there you have it. In terms of the combat sports... Um, And I'm going to let you take back the reins and bring us back into some sports. Okay, so
1: yeah, let's get back to some team sports. So as we discussed with team sports, we're looking at only certain eras. So whether it's, we'll start off with baseball, because I think this is an easy one. And this is kind of one that's determined. Um, To me, it's the Yankees. They've had a couple different eras that have been just absolute dominance. One was the Babe Ruth era, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig. Another one was Mickey Mantle and Joe DiMaggio. But the one I'm going to give it credit to is because maybe I'm a little bit biased since I grew up watching it, is the uh, Yankees from 96 to 2007. So this is like Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter, Bernie Williams, Jorge Posada. The same core? Same core the entire time. Nobody's going to get upset
0: hearing this. Nobody's going
1: to get upset hearing this. You can't get upset. Joe Torre as the head coach, like... This is almost your quintessential. These guys all came up. What about the players? The Those are the players. So Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter—they were on that team the whole they time. They were All on the team the same whole time. Um, you can throw in Alex Rodriguez joined the team very early into that period. I think he joined in like '99. And this would
0: beat the Babe Ruth era, in terms of titles. 100%. Dimaggio, really? Yeah.
1: Is, is this is, over the course of the time? So we're talking about.
0: Because this, ama- this is America's pastime. Am, b- and, and the majority am, of downloads are Americans. Versus, and you, I told you. Hey, again, if don't anybody else any any wants to argue, yeah, they, I'll they, hey, they can hey, try. I'll tell you what. When I brought my... Uh, uh, anybody, listen. The dynasties I'm bringing, you fucking want to argue. Bring yeah. it. Because you're not doing the reason. Bring it. I have, I'll have. argue.
1: I believe in terms of actual total amount of championships won, the only person as a Yankee who ever won more championships total was Yogi Berra as the top at, I think, eight total.
0: Um, but, but in terms different, of just, different core teams, think. yeah, that's your argument. Okay. But Good. even that,
1: I'm just going to say in terms of total dominance, we're talking about a team that only placed f- outside of first of the division once in a entire team span. And we're talking about it like over the period of these guys' careers, basically, um, you know, eight postseason appearances over the course of that span four championships. So they won every half, the half their wins.
0: Let me ask you something. Was there another dynasty though that won more? Not no. just made it. No. Nope
1: not that i can think of anyways and somebody else maybe went back but i and the research i saw this hey, hey, hey listen if
0: you're listening if you're listening call me on it
1: i want to hear other people's opinions on this call to them me on it. i'll post hey listen but I'll, to me I'll, for post. Baseball, I'll post i'll post it in the story this is the most dominant team that okay. was assembled
0: okay what else what else you got i'll let you i'll let you take a couple okay. and and we will bring it back to powerlifting if you're listening uh, and we'll see how our sport stacks up in terms of dynasties
1: and now because of canadians you and i talked about this briefly i'm going to go to the nhl now Okay. So in my research, I mean, there's been a lot of teams that have run great, like three-peats. Um, you could say, in recent memory, Chicago Blackhawks have had a great run now. They're kind of starting to tail off. Could be a dynasty, but for me, there's only two teams. One, Montreal Canadiens, and again, they're like the Yankees, where they had such a dominant run over certain periods that it was hard to pinpoint. But I personally went for the team that was assembled from 1956 to 1969.
0: Wait a second. Wait a second. Again,
1: let, let me ask This Wait. is a long period. I'm not gonna be able to tell you which players on it. I can't even completely remember off the top of my head. Rock and Richard. Rock Richard was on it. But I can't remember who else was the supporting
0: cast. This is the same core team throughout that whole time. It was the same core team, which is why I picked this period. I'm gonna take your word for it, sir. The only the only guy I know who would play in that era, because fifties and sixties, NHL is not my trivia piece. Yeah, uh, I got some. Yeah, you, I brought some to the table. I know Rocket Rashad.
1: So, and again, this has got to be mentioned: nine championships over that period.
0: Nine out of a ten-year stretch. That's right. That is ridiculous. Basically, they won. That sounds. That's now. This is also the era. There's six teams. Um, I believe it was
1: expanded past six teams. I would have to go back and actually look at that to make sure, but I think in the '50s it was expanded past six teams.
0: To be fair, so let's be fair. Nine. But later on, when there's far more teams, we're talking over twenty. And this, let's act. talk about some of those. What are what you have? Wayne Gretzky, you son of a bitch, <laughs> who is a god in Canada. You will lose, You will get no, deported. No, no. Okay. Paul Maritano. Go on,
1: but then I'm going to get to my second
0: team that I picked. I'm a little emotional. I'm going to take a second because I'm getting. And emotional. you and I have already argued about this point. But I don't, don't want to lose. I'm not going to get lose. It, get a, get I don't out. want to lose a friend no, get over it this. Out. Let's hear it. So there are far more teams, and Wayne Gretzky, who is a god in Canada, he's got statues, streets named after him. Um, When he dies, there'll be a moment of silence every day. Uh, My firstborn um, might be named after him. God bless. Okay. So Wayne Gretzky took the Oilers, and he had a – in terms of – you want to talk about a team that was like basically, hey, it wasn't just Wayne. Hey, we got an all-star team here. You know, whether it's Messier, Coffee, their third liners would be all-stars, right? Um, in terms of dominance, how many years did they win there? I know you got it down there.
1: I was going to say, how many? this is my second one. How many years did they win? Five in a seven-year stretch.
0: Five in a seven-year stretch, and the league was far more teams. Look, at, if you're Montreal Canadiens, you won nine years out of ten. That's cool. But if you're winning and you're one out of six, one out of eight, when they expanded with two more— all right, that's good, but you're 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 one out of eight. So the dynasty's not as. But if you're five out of seven, and we're talking, this got blown up, and all of a sudden there's four times as many teams. It's a, I, you know, there's an argument. We're talking, there's a debate. So let's not no no, let's th- not argue. Let's debate. Let's not argue, Paul. I don't want to throw names. And I and I don't it. want I don't want to say go fuck I'm, yourself. But I'm close. <laughs> Okay. No, no, settle yourself down okay. because, quite like, frankly, I'm. Okay. I'm back.
1: you oh. jumped the gun, and I was going to mention that as my second okay. one. Yes, okay. Because to I'm glad me, you said that. Because to me, <laughs> and again, this could be biased because I grew up watching that era of hockey. That team, which, as you said, Gretzky, Messier, Coffey, Yari Curry, yeah. Grant Fuhrer's goalie.
0: Ron, Ron Francis? Or was it Ron Francis at that point? Well, he's on or, the peg. Was was he there originally? I don't know. I know I'm making is, shit up. I was going to say, I know. thought
1: it was Fira's goalie at that point, but I could be wrong because, again, I was born in 83, so yeah. my, memory, or no, I said Ron, my memory of 84 is kind of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. To yeah. me, anyways, that team
0: is the most dominant. I, I believe so. In terms of nobody... Okay. Because we said we need stretch, yeah. um, not just dominant during a shorter time, but... But quality of opposition does have to take into play. 100% And, and the amount of people you have to go against. And to do what they did over that stretch, it wasn't a winner, one or two, against the quality of opposition they had. And look at, they fucking, you, you want to talk about who they go against. Like like legends, like, like yeah, Detroit, if, with Stevie Eiserman, whatever. the And shit. off the
1: top of my head, I believe they've got the best record in, I think NHL history happened during that stretch. And I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. But even right down to things like, I well, mean we all know exactly as you mentioned. My you, believe me, you're raging the the record the, my, my you're raging hard on has already been mentioned for woo, for Massage
0: for, it with some stats. <laughs> massage it with some stats. For Gretzky. No, but but, but when you throw out the fact the that your second is, and third liner were also leading the league in scoring at that point Honestly, the NHL record book is almost reads like Wayne Gretzky's autobiography. It's Wayne Gretzky. It's Wayne Gretzky's it's autobiography. Wayne Gretzky and
1: everybody else. And we're not talking about like anybody else that's like just no. a scrub. We're talking no, about no. Like your it, Mario Lemieux, or Bobby Orr. You,
0: you stroll through the NHL record book and it feels like you're rolling through Wayne Gretzky's stat book. It's like, I'm sorry, um, did, did I get the wrong book out of the library? No. It's no, same he, thing. he was
1: just that far ahead of everybody When people
0: else. say, Wayne when I'm trying to explain to some people who don't follow hockey, Wayne Gretzky, he would be like the Michael Jordan of ba- basketball. No, no, go fuck yourself. Michael Jordan. That's an insult to the, Wayne Gretzky. Michael Jordan's the Wayne Gretzky of basketball. Uh, yeah, if you're trying to be very generous to Michael and Jordan, even then
1: you would have arguments. Whereas Wayne Gretzky is so far ahead of everybody else that there's not even an argument in the sport. It would be,
0: it would be <laughs> funny. Yeah. Well, that's a nice thing to say for Jordan. Yeah, but everyone else in the room who follows is going. S- what about Will Chamberlain? What about? Yeah, we all there is, yeah. and there's nobody else to put up against Gretzky. No, um, I love talking about. Fucking sports guys, just
1: run and it, also, guts. Let's just throw Come this out now. there as well. At the time, probably the best hockey flow out of anybody that's ever had hockey air.
0: Yeah, well, it well. was
1: it was legendary. Yeah. Maybe
0: Yarmy Yager beats him. Yeah, yeah, Yager. has got a hell of a hit Yeah, still does. even, even does. into his forties. I was gonna say, still does. It's in forties. Son of a guys like me and you don't. I mean. know it's just sickening. Piece of shit. Um, do you want another? Or do you want me hop in here with one? You want to hop in? It seemed like you're now antsy to hop back in. Now Um, you're getting all um, riled up again. Getting all goddamn riled up again, Paul. Um, So let's change paces for a second. Uh, Rugby. Not huge in in North America, but rugby's huge worldwide. And we got a worldwide audience taking a look at the downloads. We got fucking downloads in the Philippines and all types of places. So let's keep it global. Um, New Zealand, a.k.a. the All Blacks, are as dominant as you're going to find in rugby, and it's it's extra special when you think about the amount of people that live in New Zealand. Um, there are some big cities and other places that have the same population as New Zealand, and yet they're probably the most dominant force. Just to give you a little bit of a rundown of how dominant they are, um, let's take a look here. Since the introduction of the World Rugby Rankings in 2003, or sorry, 2003, New Zealand has held the number one ranking longer than all other teams combined. That's about so, as dominant. I was going to
1: say, so you really can't argue this point.
0: It is what it is, basically. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, a 77% winning record in test matches. Yeah, they're just basically uh, untouchable. And England's also very well. They're, they're close up there, but I believe New Zealand is, uh, is the number one driving force in rugby.
1: Yeah. And I, again, I don't think that's much like Redsky I think that's something that nobody can argue at this no. point. The All
0: box are legendary, even for people yeah. who don't. If you don't follow rugby, and I don't, I'm just trying to be do a little research, bring something for people listening. Something like, oh shit, I didn't know about that. Maybe you're listening, or maybe you do know rugby, and you're like, they're not going to say rugby. These fucking guys from Canada aren't going to say rugby. They're going to skate past yeah, Brett, it. Brett Gibbs is listening. this cheering. Brett me out. Gibbs is like, hell yeah, uh, but uh, yes. The All Blacks, um, England, also very solid, and this should be mentioned. England's got a, I think they're tied in some of these records, but I'm going to throw it there for the All Blacks in terms of rugby. Um, let me give a little quick look here, also. So let me, for soccer, I'm not a big soccer guy, but again, it's it's the biggest global sport, and uh, we got to look outside of North America. I Agreed. And as an Italian, of course, I'm all over soccer. So are you for real? You are okay.
1: Surprisingly. Uh, well, so and it's going to pain me to say my pick for soccer, but I'm curious to see where you're going with this.
0: Real Madrid lifted their thirteenth title in four in the last five years, uh, making it obviously a true dynasty, and would be my pick for a dynasty in soccer. Although I'm not a big soccer guy, I just did some quick research, and and thirteen and four out of five in a global sport as competitive as soccer. It's the best i found. Is it the best? I c- can you, you know what, let for, me know?
1: For club, Real Madrid is, as you said, they're kind of Real Madrid and then everyone else, in my opinion. Like Manchester City right now is making noise. Um, they could be up there eventually, but no. Madrid's just story. It's a storied franchise.
0: So I think we're in green. Set. Again, listen, yeah. if you're listening to this, I'm playing pool. There's some of these that I am bang on, will argue with you until the end, wee hours of the morning over some cocktails. Um, and you could tell. But there are others. I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. I'll do a little research. I'll throw it out there. And if anyone listening is like, I don't fucking think so. You know, you said rugby. You said soccer. Let me challenge that. Toss it my way, my friend. And we'll debate it. I'll bring it up on the podcast, or I'll shoot you in in, in private messages. Yeah, rock and, roll. and if we want to talk
1: about soccer as well on the world stage, then I've got to give props to Brazil as being the most dominant dynasty. Talk about it. And tell me when I'm talking about it. Brazil, I'm talking about obviously the uh, the Pele era, who's when we're going to talk about goats. Obviously, Pele is identified as the greatest soccer player to ever play the game. Yeah, and. The stats are mind-blowing. I don't want to throw anything really out there, but we're talking about a guy who scored almost as many goals as he's played in professional games, which is just mind-blowing.
0: For would soccer. he be Would he be and I'm choosing my words very wisely and I suggest you do too. Would he be the Wayne Gretzky of soccer?
1: You just might be able to say he is the Wayne Gretzky of soccer. Are you serious? That's I something. Say, I would say that is a very fair comparison. That's something. And the reason why I'm picking Brazil during his period is because he's the only player, or I should say they're the only team, to win three back-to-back world championships. I
0: was about to ask. um, Yeah, yeah, I was about to ask. He's the only only player to have three championships under his belt. uh, But as a team, because he's in a team sport.
1: You're allowed to be... And he's in a team sport, but he was almost so good that it was him plus
0: whoever else they decided to throw on the field. like Paul Maranzen could have been in there. Exactly. And he'll make it happen. He'll make it work. It's yeah. going to be a little tighter game than he would have liked. It's You're going to let him down a few times. Yeah. But he'll make it happen still. he would be like, God damn, Paul, can you have a coffee? Sit I mean, down and have a coffee, Let's face son. it. I wouldn't You're, be in there for very long. Chances are I'd
1: probably get red carded in the first five yeah. minutes. Sure. For some sort of ridiculously sure illegal you tackle. Yeah, and,
0: and that'd be to the benefit of the team. Oh, that's why I would do it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, target a key guy, take him take out, him Paul, out. take a seat, and back off. Because... Pele is getting a little frustrated. Yeah. And but he, needs still field, it he needs the
1: field opened up a little bit so he can he run around everybody there,
0: else. There could be a man down. He's still going to make it happen. Yep. But three in a row, and again, um, I think everybody knows this, but if you don't, the World Cup every every four years. So I, just like the Olympics, three in a row is very dominant, very difficult. Very unheard of. And if I'm like mistaken, that. and I, I would have to look
1: it up the stats, and unfortunately I didn't, I know Brazil's leading in terms of nations, in terms of wins, and
0: I think they've only won five total as a nation. That's a very tough... Well, and here's, here it is. We already said, it, it's hard to build a dynasty when the whole world's involved. A lot easier when it's a niche yeah. sport and you're just kind of fucking dominating your little niche sport and other people aren't getting involved. But soccer? Yeah, not really a niche. It's the biggest global it's sport. It's the biggest global sport. Yeah. So, I, okay. I think that's, that's pretty much hammered yeah. in um let me take a look here and i like how i threw one in there and you came back with it kind of sparked the conversation because some of these sports are like nation by nation in terms of olympics or worlds and then there's also also the private private leagues yeah um if i may uh and and again hang in there we're gonna get into powerlifting, but i'm sure along the way if you're listening you're not just a powerlifting fan because who the fuck is just a powerlifting fan if you're a sports fan I only watch powerlifting. Probably not. I mean, We're going to hit some God sports. God, I
1: believe they're probably out there, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. that's,
1: that's dedication. I personally well, don't have.
0: Let's take for in terms of global sports. Let's take a couple that are tried, tested, and true. Global sports. Everybody plays all over the place, and they're old as as El it. and um, so they're not new, fresh. So it's going to be a true dynasty, and we have some history to look at. Tennis. In terms of women's tennis, in terms of men's tennis, with all due respect, I believe it's Serena Williams, and I'm finding it hard to think of anyone else, maybe Graf. Yeah, maybe I, I'm again, reading the stats. I was surprised at how close Graf was. I think they're neck and neck for some of these titles. This is a situation where it's a
1: sport that I'm not entirely up on. I remember growing up, it was all you would hear about was Steffi Graf. Yeah. Um, whereas right now, of course, all you hear about is Serena Williams and her dominance.
0: Um, so... I'm told career titles. I'm just looking at this fifth overall, but I know the, I know the tours change as well, um, so it's it's difficult to say, right? You could be and there's different surfaces the whole nine. Yeah. So I'm gonna say Serena Williams and Graf, and if anybody out there listening by chance wants to argue this, come at me, bro, and tell me which one of these is better off, Graf or Williams. But I'm believing it's one of them, and I'll say Serena, and not leave it open Williams, because yeah, there is I, Venus who's good too. Yeah. And in terms of the men's titles, um, for Roger Federer, who stretched over, you know, which,
1: I, yeah, who's he's stretched for an, a long, a long time now.
0: Um, he's won 20 Grand Slam titles, the most in the history for any male player, and um, held the number one spot in the ATP rankings for a total of 310 weeks, including a, a total of 237 consecutive weeks. Keep in mind my mathematically challenged friends, there's only 52 weeks in a year. Do the math. It was Roger Federer. And now is it at the top. Uh, the most titles, most consecutive weeks. That is exactly what a dynasty means. Not just, um, well, some guy might have been super dominant in a shorter span, ala, like a Mike Tyson situation. No, a dynasty means a stretch. There's only Federer. Um, if you want to argue about Graf or Williams in terms of the women's side, I'll debate it. But in terms of the men's, there's Federer and then there's go fuck yourself. That's as far as <laughs> I'm concerned. I said and I mean, it, and, and I th- it's the same with boxing with Sugar Ray. It's the same with res- yeah. wrestling with Alexander the Great, the Russian, and um, and and that's it. Go ahead.
1: I just you're not going to get any any kickback from me, quite frankly. I think.
0: Okay. Well, it's tough. Some of these are tough. I would love some, to, you, you,
1: again. I would love to say like Sampras or Agassi or something like that. But the unfortunate part for those guys is, in ways, they pass the torch back and forth between each other so many times that you can't call them a dynasty. Amazing yeah. players, possibly some could be up for the goat debate. Yeah. But they
0: haven't had that same level of dominance over their, it's just, the rest of their field. In some, some, sometimes the stats just are undeniable. And for Federer, it's like you even even the mo, even a guy who's like dead set against Federer, yeah, for whatever and reason. And you can't even be say like, that
1: Federer hasn't had good competition because he's had Nadal, he's had children. he's had
0: several several yeah. errors. You know, like, he's he's been around. He stretches too long, too dominant, and on there on top for too long. So I'm going to let you go ahead with the next one. Okay, so the next one we'll talk about is NBA.
1: And there's a couple teams that I think could be mentioned in this. One, and when we went back and forth, we talked about this a little bit. And, again, I've done a little bit more research. But one, we've talked about Celtics, Mm -hmm. Lakers, Bulls. And the other one that I wanted to throw out there was the Spurs. Oh. see, In recent history. Talk to me. Because so, there's get, some people
0: who are going to be, yep. Yeah, you're so, going to get some
1: flack. Of course, because quite frankly, Spurs didn't win the same amount of championships as other teams. Those other teams had a shorter dominance. And when we're talking dynasties, yeah. we, li- we like it. A- but the Spurs, I feel like, have to be in there. Because when, in the late 90s, and it's, I believe it was 99 or it was 2000, they brought up Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker. So three people on a team of five, basically, let's call it. Whereas I know there's bench players and blah blah blah, but let's say three core players that came up during that time, those core players, up until recent history, I think it was 2008, never lost, never w- lost, or to say, always won more than 50 games. They had, I believe, they made the playoffs 15 seasons in a row. Holy shit! Yeah. They won four championships. I was gonna say I they wins. Were, they were always there. They are always going towards the championships. They are always the top of the, I believe, the East Division. Like it's just not. Their run was so dominant that these guys were, I believe, when uh, Duncan retired
0: in his forties, they were still on that stretch. Holy shit! Okay, now for people listening, because this is one. This is a sport that a lot of people follow. Yeah. What are the debatables so here? The,
1: the other debatables, I would say, would be the Celtics during Bill Russell's era, who won eight titles in a row. Holy smokes. And, I mean, you can't really deny that. I believe it's in, like, a nine- or ten-year stretch. I can't remember the exact amount of time that it was, that period took over. We well, said in a row, so it wasn't in but a row. But we're just talking about eight in a row, plus he won more oh. afterwards. Okay, so... Which, I believe, let's if I t- remember correctly, I think Bill Russell won ten total, ten championships total over the time of his career.
0: And in terms of the players, were they mostly the same players? I time? believe so. Okay.
1: This is in the that's 50s, fair. so it's not
0: really... Yeah. But was that the... was It was NBA,
1: NBA in the 50s? It was NBA, NBA. Like, we're talking about pretty much the golden years of NBA as well during that stretch. Like that's Is g- that the golden years of NBA? I, I don't... I think it's actually... Sorry, I shouldn't say that. I think it's hard to say the golden years of NBA because I think NBA's got such a storied history. Yeah. But it wasn't a very competitive era of the NBA. Okay. We'll call it that. Second one that I like throwing out there, and this is my probably my favorite one from watching, the Bulls during, obviously, the Jordan, Pippen, Kerr, Dennis yeah. Rodman era.
0: And throw us some stats, my man. And
1: again, so you're talking about six championships total over the period of time, um, twice repeating. Which is ridiculous. Which is unheard of. Probably could have been more, but we all know that Jordan retired twice in that period of time as well. Um, reasons as to why he retired are always, there's so many. Controversial. History or there's, controvers- there's controversies around it. Um, but again, you can't deny the dominance of that team.
0: And there are going to be people listening saying, when you twice 3 in a stretch like that, and you won six times, there are going to be some people who be like... Yeah, it was a nine-year stretch. There will be some people saying, I respect the fact that some guys made it to the big the big game in the end, or the big series in the end, but winning is better than seconds always being invited to the big party yeah it's this is one that i foresee we're gonna get some messages we're gonna get some and this is this actually to me is one of the most
1: interesting ones because there are these teams that you know i said like the bill russell era of the celtics where it's a little bit shorter of a peak but god what a peak yeah like to say that you won eight championships back to back yeah it's almost unheard of at any sport, minus your individual sports that you've thrown out, the titles where the guys have won, like, the 19... Since, like, the 1930s
0: have been the championship. Yeah, until, the, like, yeah. the 1990s, yeah. it feels like. Yeah. yeah. I, I Yeah, that though, in terms of team sports, it's it's a very impressive stat. And I think the other one that should be thrown out there is
1: Kobe's run on the Lakers. Specifically, the period of Shaq. So... Do you know the titles? 2000 to 2010. And again, five championships, six division titles, seven... Uh, Western Conference titles, so so. But
0: these are honorable mentions, you believe? Yeah, I think. So you're going with the Spurs? Oh, yeah. I want want you to tell me because this is yours. I want you to tell me
1: one because I'm actually I'm not going to say the Spurs. I'm going to go with the Bulls just because that was the golden era for me of watching basketball. Okay. But in terms of longevity, and you're talking about a dynasty and a team that was just always there. I have such a hard time not giving credit to the Spurs. Because in a, te- in a point of basketball, when you're talking about, like, everyone's talking about, like, let's say the Heat, when Bosh, Wade, and LeBron teamed up, and talking about how big of a dynasty they're going to make, the Spurs were there. When you're talking about the Celtics, when Ray Allen and, you know, Garnett and those guys teamed up and made another super team, you're talking about the Spurs were still there and taking championships. So you're talking about teams where just superstars teamed up to try and create a dynasty, and they were still still chasing the Spurs. Yeah. That to me is pretty fucking hard to actually go against. But you are. Well, that's just because I get it. To me, it's like going against Edmonton. I just, there's there's certain teams you just got so attached to because you watched as a kid that I can't go against them. As much as I want to give credit to that other team. Fair enough.
0: Okay, how many more you got? I just got a couple. And we got to get into
1: powerlifting as well. I've got one more, which is what actually spurred this whole video, and that's the NFL.
0: Okay, save it for a second. All right. Save it. Let me belt off a couple, and we're going to top it all off, obviously, with the biggest powerlifting dynasties. Some people might be aware. Some people might not. Um, I'm going to take these out because it's it's top two that people already know these guys, but let's, let's take some low-hanging fruit, some individual sports. Again, Michael Phelps, um, he's probably – He's arguably the most accomplished Olympic athlete ever. Um, I know it's a little bit hard to beat his medal count only because swimming has so many disciplines. Yep. Well, let's take that out of it. Even in, in terms of cross, in terms of like dynasty being, length of being at the top, he's got, and just so you know, 23 Olympic gold medals, 26 world championship gold medals. Um, the guy's just utterly dominant from the 2004 Olympic Games and then he won obviously gold medals all the way through 2008, 2012 and then 2016 as well in terms of the world championships which come along every two years. we're talking from 2001 every single year until 2011 uh, he won world championships so there's over there's 10 years straight right there. Left and started only doing Olympics in between for a little while as he's getting older. But in terms of dominance and dynasty, dominating your individual sport, um, Phelps has just rewritten the record books and smashed it. And um, in terms of Olympic golds, which isn't entirely fair, I, I understand. But some people think he's the most dominant Olympic athlete of all time. No one's going to beat his record count for medals because he's got so many disciplines. It's debatable. And I'll tell you, the man people think might be more deserving of that title, he has fewer disciplines. But that man is none other than Usain Bolt. I was wondering
1: when Bolt was going to So you have
0: Aquaman, and then you got The Flash. These are superhuman people. Now, Usain Bolt has gotten... Eight gold medals at the Olympics and 11 championships at the world, uh, gold medals at the world championships. Obviously, far fewer disciplines, but very few people have done what he's done in terms of 100 meter, 200 meter, as well as the relay. And I believe he might even have some uh, 400 meter in there. He's won the 2008 Olympic. Uh, Olympic gold medal, 2012 Olympic gold medal, and the 2016 Olympic gold medal. No other 100-meter uh, sprinter has ever done that. And on top of that, every one of those years also won the 200-meter, which is even, nobody's won the 100-meter three Olympics in a row. To add the 200-meter on top of that is absolutely phenomenal. And let's take it a step further. They also won the relay race, except for in 2008 when they are disqualified. I think somebody touched um, when you're running around, if you touch the uh, the lines for the yep. other team or passing the baton, little things to get disqualified. But besides that, he would have had the three-peat for, three, for those three events, three Olympics in a row, separated obviously by four years each. Utterly dominant when it comes to racing. And when people say the greatest Olympic athlete... There are a lot of people who will point to Usain Bolt simply because, sure, Phelps has gotten more medals, but that's the he's got far more disciplines to do it in. The dominance Usain Bolt had in sprinting, he could have easily run the same as well, pun intended, uh, but he could have easily run his sport the same if he had more disciplines. Nobody was even close. Yeah. And there's other people before Phelps who had massive medal runs in swimming, but before Bolt, this was unimaginable. Like, guys were just tossing around titles at the 100 meters, and nobody could just hang on to it for that long. And then he came along and just, this is mine, it's no one else's.
1: Yeah, and for myself, when we started talking about, obviously, dominance in Olympics, Usain Bolt was the first name that came to mind for me.
0: And, and, and just a quick, um, in terms of at the World Championships, 2009, 2011, 2013, 2015, And then finally in 2017, um, he took an L and uh, got a bronze. But yeah, the guy's, I think Bolt is, I'm a huge Usain Bolt fan. I also read his autobiography. So there you have it in terms of individual sports. um, uh, Next up for individual sports, I got our power lifters. And uh, this is, this is- So before we get to power lifting,
1: let's get to finally the debate that actually started this whole conversation, which is NFL. So in my research, I came up with three teams that I felt like should be mentioned within dynasties. One, New England Patriots as they currently stand, the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady years. So, you're talking about a team that now has run from 2001 to present day. So, an 18-year stretch, six titles total, um, which is the most ever by a coach and quarterback combination. Uh, They only... They own the record for the most consecutive wins out of any team ever in the NFL history, which was 18-0 oh. before losing in the Super Bowl, unfortunately, and losing the perfect season to the New York, I believe it was the Jets at that, or no, Giants, sorry. Second one that I want to throw out there is the San Francisco 49ers under uh, Bill Walsh and Joe Montana with Montana. another guy, uh, another... Hall of Famer, Jerry Rice, thrown into that team as well, who won five championships, but over a 13-year stretch. Tighter.
0: Yep. Probably more core players as opposed to two guys, yep. which is a little more to our rules because you, yep. you can't be individual. So but when it
1: comes down to NFL, you usually talk about head coach, quarterback. Yep. Everybody else is, as much as you don't want to say replaceable or interchangeable, that's kind of the way the league works. Your dynasty yeah. runs the time that that quarterback is your quarterback.
0: Okay. If that's if that's the way people look at dynasties yep. in the NFL, and if you guys are listening, if you disagree, let us know. But if that seems to be the way dynasties are respected in the NFL, as long as it's the same quarterback, it's the same team. Same quarterback, same offensive coordinator, same Exactly. Yeah. Same team.
1: Okay. Okay. So you can throw them out there because again, five championships previously held the record. Yeah. Third one that would be thrown out there, in my opinion, was Green Bay during Vince Lombardi and Bart Starr's run. This is a ten-year stretch, five championships. Even tighter. Even tighter? Yeah, even tighter. And even tighter, tighter. The time we're line. talking about further away, and we're gonna say not less talent pool at the time, but different talent
0: pool at the time, different era of the game. And that's fine. Um, it's because on the flip side, there's also a tighter They won five in a tighter span, which some people are going to like because they're going to feel like the core team was more the same. And in terms of a dynasty, you want to look around the room and be like, are these all the same faces? Or are we accrediting two different generations of players or three or four? Look at 19 19 seasons in the NFL. Could be six or seven different teams, (laughs) groupings of guys. It's interesting,
1: though, with NFL that you've got three teams, let's say, basically, that within. You know, plus or minus five years or whatever it is you want to say stretch have got almost the exact same sort of record had the exact same run where they're always the top of their division always there separated by one
0: championship and people it it feels like you get a good coach you get a good quarterback and you're going to make a run
1: yeah and it should
0: be noted Brady he's gotten offers he didn't want to leave he took less money to stay The the guy knew what he was doing yeah He's not like, it's my dynasty, it's me. Let me win titles. He's like, let's fucking see what we do. we got a, di- so a dynasty.
1: If we want to pick a dynasty then, in my opinion, for NFL, I actually have to give it to the Patriots. Is that right? I think in terms of longevity, when you talk about a coach-quarterback combination running the league for an 18-year stretch, it's just absolutely unheard of. Regardless of the fact they've won six championships, they've been to, let's say, a dozen more. Like, they've always been in the playoff picture. I didn't even look to see how many Super Bowls they went to in that period, Mm. but I believe it's around 12 in an 18 year stretch. Wow. I don't think you can say another team has been that dominant for that period of time, run by two people.
0: Sounds fair, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I've seen the articles pop up after they won, talking about, is this the greatest? The article said, is this the greatest sports franchise and that spread this debate.. Yeah. NFL, and even in NFL is debatable, but when you want to go sport, and we just laid out for you some of the biggest stats we've, heard, some of those dominance we've ever seen in all of sport, now that you've heard all this, and, and you know what, let's take individuals and, and let them enter into the dynasty talk because it's just as hard to remain on top. Um, uh, that's, it's that's a toughie.
1: It's tough as it's this conversation's been amazing in terms of the, when you're talking about the longevity. Gives you perspective, are talking
0: about the longevity of some of these careers. And, and also gives you perspective when you might be a football fan and think they gotta be the best, not just football, all sport. And then you might not be paying attention to some other sports and be like, Do you realize the runs some individuals and teams have had? You don't know the runs someone under- yep. we, we've seen some remarkable runs.
1: And I love that 49ers team, and that's when I grew up again. First started really getting into Montana. football. I have been a 49ers fan for my entire football watching career.
0: Yeah, well, that's not really a career, Paul. That's I'd kind of. T- <laughs> whatever you want. I couldn't could think <laughs> of you're uh, trying to turn yourself into a dynasty I, talk right now. Settle down. Of, I couldn't think of another word for it, but you know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's it's a good one. Now,
1: but let's, now let's get it back to our sport. Let's take this over to powerlifting.
0: So, let, how does our sport? stack up to all of these other sports in terms of dynasty. And honestly, when you look at sports and you wanna get the common the common mainstream person to talk about your sport, sometimes you throw out dynasties to catch your attention. You might not have been a rugby fan, boxing fan, wrestling fan, judo fan, sumo wrestling fan, but when you th- hear some stats, come again, some guys, 887 wins and only lost twice in a career, It'll catch your attention. Tell me about this guy. This sounds fascinating. But it's just whenever you're a sports person, you understand how hard it is to be that dominant on top like that. So, does our sport have these dynasties, these by these individuals that can stack up against other sports? You might be. You might already know the answer, but I'm guessing, seeing how young our sport is and how much our sport has blown up in the last couple of years only, that some of you. Are only aware of who's been around and what's been going on for the last couple years. It might not even know. The answer is yes. We have got some dynasties going on right now in our sport. Let's hit
1: And some of these surprised even me, and we're yeah.
0: obviously talking about this all the time and we go over this stuff, but So let's hit some of some of the more low hanging fruit. Um, in terms of the women's, we, we we have a bit of a debate here. You might say Kimberly Walford, who's won the IPF championship six times. And um, that, and, and keep in mind, please, we went the officially Raw in uh, 2013. So I believe she must be counting 2012 when she said that stat when it was the World Cup. No, technically not the World Championships. The IPF was thinking about doing the unequipped uh, classic Raw, whatever you want to call it, division Throughout the World Cup, just to see if it was going to take. It did. People loved it. And then they started the World Championships 2013. She won every single year except last year uh, when she wasn't there. Okay, so she's got a hell of a run, including a 63 kilo world title win over Jen Thompson. But let me rattle your cage for a second. I'm picking Jim Thompson as our dynasty on the women's side because she's won ten IPF World Championships. Because lest we forget, and some people aren't gonna like this. Some people are like there's powerlifting and then there's bench only, and I don't include bench only. But she has won. There's her and then everybody else when it comes to benching. And I get it. Some people are like, well, why is there isn't dead only? There isn't squat only. It's kind of gonna rack up her numbers. But It almost comes back to the discussion we had about Bolt versus Phelps. Yeah, she gets more disciplines and slightly unfair. However, Kimberly wasn't there last year, Jen was, and faced a murderer's row, probably the most densely populated in terms of the, the highest quality opposition ever, in not just 63 kilo, but ever in any women's division. I think the 63 kilo women of 2018 World Championships was the toughest division I've ever seen in the worlds for the women's, okay? And I yeah. think that's easy and enough think, to say. And I think that's definitely fair to say. And and Jen Thompson won it. So, um, and I know it's, we're ta- that's goat talk and we're talking longevity, but I think her titles and the stretch she's done it, and the stretch also stretches back, she's been winning titles since the late 90s. I know. Not a lot of women at the time. A little bit of low hanging fruit. She's picking it up, but we're taking it. If if we're gonna if we're going to um, accept that fact in the early nineties, two thousands, there wasn't a lot of women, and she's winning titles. Let's also interject: she's won in two thousand eighteen against the toughest division we've ever seen as well. So you got to balance it out. And I and because of that, because of the length and the quality of opposition. And holding that standard, I think Jen Thompson is women's powerlifting dynasty. And I think so as well. God bless. If, so, if
1: nothing other than the fact that, and as much as it pains me to hold it against Kim Walford, because I love Kim Walford as well, and I'm excited to see her back this year. Yep. Yeah. She wasn't even, she wasn't there last year, so it's hard to throw her into a dynasty when there's a break in that dynasty.
0: Yeah, and and... I mean, she,
1: it's just it is, it's it, not consecutive years. It is what it is. We get why she did it or but whatever it, it reason what she is. had for backing out that year. And I'll
0: tell you something with what I said. Even if she won that, you still might say Jen Thompson because she was there before Kimberly. Um, yeah. You know, it still might be Jen Thompson and, and because of titles and everything. So let's go to the men's. In terms of the men's, when it comes to the classic division, um, I'm going to say Ray Williams. He's won... He won the world. So the world championships, we're gonna say, started officially 2013. Okay, the World Cup isn't a world championship; it's a world level event. But they weren't fully behind it yet, and they didn't proclaim it the world championship. Ray has won every single title. 2013 on, it's just been Ray. It hasn't been close. Some people say Sergei Fedukshenko. I'm gonna say Ray Williams, because uh, he's just running it, and yeah. and not only that, the, the the weights he's moving, it's a strength sport the first man to squat over a 1,000 pounds, et cetera. And he's just doing things that's just... You can't wrap your head around. In terms of the men's, I believe it's Ray Williams, and that's that. Yeah. Would you say Fedeschenko? I don't think Fedeschenko...
1: is the only other person in terms of the men that you could say the same thing
0: about. I'm not even looking at his unequipped, or sorry, his equipped, if you want to also blend equipped with, with raw. But if we're just talking raw, we're going to get into unequipped in one second. And the reason why I'm splitting that up is because... I want, to, I want to make the distinction between equipped and, and unequipped. And when it comes to unequipped, I'm going to give it to Ray. And when it comes to equipped, if people are like, well, let's also add Fedoshenko's job as equipped, well, hold the phone. <laughs> hold the phone, please. There's more. It gets better. As In terms of equipped, there is um, Jaroslaw Olek of Poland, and then there's everybody else. Get this, my friends. Eight. A- 18 years straight he he has been a world champion there was only like when it comes to a powerlifting dynasty um the pole has just been 18 years straight it's almost unfathomable i can't wrap my head or you think of the ch- and on top of that in terms of the world games which is a massive event. All these other sporting events come together. He's won three World Games championships, just like the Olympics, which which the World Games runs in conjunction with. It comes around every four years, and he's won um, three in a row, and, and, and the last one being yeah. 2017. I can't think of anybody
1: else besides him. Again, when you talk about an 18-year career of winning, that's the very definition of a dynasty.
0: And um, I'm, I don't have his. Let me just check out... I want to see if he's a 74-kilo champion. If all 18 years was all in the 74-kilo. Yeah, you know what? I'm reading here, he won 17 straight, or sorry, 18 straight, all of them in the 74-kilo. So we're talking dynasty, meaning, like he took the 74-kilo class. You better move up or you better move down because if you're a 74-kilo cat, this is mine. That is the utter definition of dynasty. Yeah. Move around me because this is mine. For 18 years straight, 74 kilo equipped is mine. Figure it out. Until whenever Figure it I, out.
1: Until whenever I decide to relinquish it.
0: Apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> you know, there are kids who are powerlifting, who are, are turning at the phenoms, yeah. and they're like 18 years old. As long as they've been alive, it's been him. So there you have it, my friends. Um, uh, and if you're wondering, I believe he is uh, he's forty-four years old now, which forty-four shit man. We have seen people last. He might have a couple more random. That streak might continue. So yeah. so they have we we ran through some dynasties. Um some of these are good ones. Some of these you you might be surprised. Hopefully we hit the sport that you I have am, to watch.
1: I'm looking forward to seeing the comments on this when it drops though, because I'm curious to see what people throw out that we missed.
0: Yeah. Who, who's, or who they complain about that we picked? You're forgetting Serbia, Montenegro, and water polo. <laughs> All right, take it easy. Take it easy. But if, there, but honestly, if there is a sport we missed where there's a massive dynasty worth noting, shoot it.
1: Or even a dynasty. Or, or an individual. Or a dynasty that we missed within the major
0: sports. And that'd be crazy. Because I think we at least gave an honorable mention. But if we gave an honorable mention and you think it shouldn't be honorable, it should be the number one. Fire away. But I'll tell you what. If you're coming at me for the boxing, wrestling, Listen, what, I, I, I will... I, I think it's safe
1: to say probably nobody's coming at you for sumo wrestling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's probably somebody in Mongolia China, or Japan who's like, go fuck yourself. Guess what? <laughs> uh, thank you. I'm glad you opened the door. We're going to rock and roll. But, no, I, I pull out a couple just because. There might be, and, and I don't think anybody's going to come at me. You know what? Tennis is, is a lock. Uh, for both, well, not, not for the women's, for the men's. For the women's, we could debate. Um, um, in terms of the Olympic sports, swimming, it's a lock. Racing, uh, sprinting, it's a lock. Um, I think most of those are locks.
1: Yeah, pretty much it, what you're telling me is you took the safe picks.
0: I took, well, you know what? But you got to give it to me. I did research when it came to wrestling, it came to boxing. Some of these cats, well, you, you, if there'll be some other jerk-off running a podcast powerlifting, whatever, and let's talk dynasties. And they will just go with the name de jour, which would be Floyd and fucking Mayweather, and say, well, it's got to be Floyd, right? Can't argue perfect. Can't argue 50-0. And, and point him to this and say, nah, my friend, you can't argue. If Floyd fought another three to four times as many fights, let's see if he took an L. Yes, he's going to take an L. Fight the same guy yep. six times eventually. The odds are he's going to eventually win. That's what Sugar Ray had to do. He's fighting the same guys who, by the way, Jake LaMotta, everyone knows Jake LaMata, world champion. Fight a guy who's a world champion class guy. Six, seven, eight, keep giving him rematches over and over. Eventually, the odds are he might pick one up. Well, in 130 fights, one guy finally got one, and you tuned him up. Anyways, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Fire away your debates, but you better come educated. You better come correct, because... I'm feeling confident with our picks. And if you want to debate powerlifting, if we omitted somebody, some people will talk goat talk. What about this guy? What about that girl? Isn't this guy known as the goat Uh, for whatever weight class? We're talking dynasty. I give a shit not less when he was in his prime or she was in her prime light years ahead of the rest of the pack would have won three divisions up with that total. That's good. That's not a dynasty winning... because you would have won three divisions up. You won that year. That's GOAT. But a debate for Dynasty, how many years in a row? And how yep. long? And if you could beat 18, if you got a powerlifter who could beat 18, I'd like to hear it.
1: Me too. I would, too. Love, to I would hear hear love
0: to hear how he, if there is somebody out there that's beat 18. it's it. No, there isn't. That's stupid. No. So I'm pretty confident with powerlifting. Um, in terms of the women's. I know we could get some debate. And I'll be curious
1: to see the debate against Ray versus Fedoshenko, personally. Because to me, it's still up in the air. And
0: there's the untested. And there's the fellas back in the day. some people are going to say, what about Eddie Cohen? But in terms of how many titles he won, uh, because it would be considered equipped, he's not going to come close. He's not going to come close. 18, it's not even close. I get it. Well, during his run was a lot briefer in 18. Almost everyone's is going to be but he's more dominant during, well, that's not what we're talking. We're not talking GOAT. So just please keep the criteria. Otherwise, it's just frustrating. I'm not even going to reply to you if we're going to talk just that. You know what I mean? It's not worth my time because then I wouldn't have said Joe Lewis for the heavyweights. I would have said Muhammad Ali and I'm the biggest Ali fan. I wouldn't have fucking said anybody over Ali. Exactly. So don't waste my time. (laughs) All right? Ali's the GOAT. Yes, other people could be GOAT and still not have the longest running dynasty. There you have it. Um, please share this with your friends and start the debate. Hey, you know what? You got a fan of any of those sports. I mean, look, I know it's a powerlifting podcast. It's a chance to have a sports friends that will will, will, will slow sell some powerlifting in here, but will sell it on the backs of some more mainstream sports. Like sumo wrestling. Like (laughs) sumo wrestling. You can't believe I pulled that one. Dude, the numbers, it's, over a thousand wins. It's <laughs> mind-blowing,
1: <it's laughs> mind but, but
0: I, it is sumo wrestling for a Because I see like a 12-year dynasty, and I'm like, I'm fucking coming in hot with this one. Paul will not see this one coming. Somebody's going to be that trivia asshole at the next cocktail party and be like, you know, someone's going to be like, nobody's more dominant than Usain Bolt and Phelps. And so will be like, well, you know, there is a <laughs> Mongolian sumo wrestler. And they're like, what the shit? And then you're like, thank you, Six-Pack and King of Lifts. You gave me something to talk about. I won a trivia or debate. But anyways, as usual, give us highlights. Throw it up in your stories and in Instagram stories and in uh, Facebooks. Much appreciated. We will repost those. And um, give us high ratings. And from Six-Pack Lapidat. And Paul Moranzen underscore lifts. Peace.